you're ready. All right. Welcome to Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. I'm Mike the Angry Wizard filling in for Mike, who's currently out on assignment following Taylor Swift around as if they were the Grateful Dead. Unfortunately, he's also stalking her. <laughs> White women. <laughs> anyway, I'm Dave. Uh, this is going to be episode 41. Supergroups. Yeah. This was... I think, did you pick all three of these topics? I think so, yeah. Well, long songs we had on the uh, on the back burner since the first time I came on. Yeah, we've been threatening to do that for a while. Right. Um, and then, like, when I said supergroups, you're like, oh, we already did collaborations, but supergroups is more of a full band setting than somebody just getting together and, like, yes. guesting on someone's song. Yeah, having a single member guest on another yeah. album was one thing. This is kind of a its own... Its own thing, its own right. mix of of multiple members of different bands, or even solo artists working with other people, yeah. or like you get two guys that are already established, and it's also not their main gig. It's something they come to, they work with, and they'll go do their regular band, and then come back to this here and there. Yeah, yeah. So your first band today is Killer Be Killed with Wings of Feather and Wax. Do you know the members? No, I don't. But my question was, how many singers are in this band? Three. Okay, because I want to say it was like the second chorus, second verse or pre-chorus, I swear I heard Max Cavalera. Yes. Okay, that's the only name, I, one, the only voice I recognized. His one shitty dreadlock on the back of his head, like a, bo a baloney rolled in dryer lint. <laughs> so you mean he's playing bass for Twisted Sister? No, 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 no. Okay. No. <laughs> Almost as bad. Okay. Um, no, it is Max Cavalera. Greg uh, Greg Pusciato from uh, Dillinger Escape Plan. Okay. Troy Sanders from Mastodon on bass. All right. And uh, Ben Kohler on drums. From? No idea. Okay. Didn't even bother to look. I was like, Ben Kohler, fuck him. All right. He's the least interesting person in this band. All right. Uh, it's just a good fucking band. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, like, it, is it my favorite thing? No, but it, I didn't dislike it. Yeah, the first time I heard this... Um, I was like, okay, it's one of the guys from Mastodon, great voice. And then Greg Pusciato started singing uh, the chorus. Okay. And I was like, okay, I love that. I okay. just love his voice. Okay. What band was he from? Dillinger Escape Plan. Okay. So I never think. mind. Because I was going to say the the chorus part sounds like it could have been used as a wrestler's intro music. That It, it kind of feels it that fits way. fits with like something you would see on SmackDown or Raw. Yeah. He's, he's in Dillinger. Okay. But I think he's a guitarist. Because Dillinger, I think, lost their vocalist recently. Lost him, lost him? I, no, left? I think he passed. Oh, okay. Uh, there's been a lot of post-COVID losses in yeah. the music community. Uh, it's hard kind of to keep up with what's going on. But yeah, these guys are really awesome. Uh, I don't think they ever toured this. Okay. You know, because all those bands are established. Greg Pusciato mm -hmm. also has solo stuff. Um, Max Cavalera has... He's on Cavalera everything. Conspiracy, and I don't think he's doing Soulfly anymore. I hope not. I know, because Tony Campos is doing something else. Okay. Yeah, they're all over the place, but um, Cavalera Conspiracy with Igor and yeah. uh, Mario and Joe DePlantier from um, Gojira. I never got into Cavalera Conspiracy. I kind of tapped out even on Sepultura at Roots. Well, I that never was tapped... his last album with them, but... I never tapped into Sepultura. Didn't get into it. No, uh, Arise not, is a if, if you want thrash, Arise is a great thrash. I'm definitely album. not shit talking it. Yeah, but, but I uh, get it. It just wasn't your thing. Yeah, it didn't sit in my head that way. Um, 
it just never registered as something I'd be listening to on a consistent basis. Yeah. Um, Soulfly, I never got into because mm-hmm. it just didn't didn't do the thing for me. It was too much like Roots, which again, I'm not saying it was a bad album, but it wasn't my favorite album from them. He was just you know keeping doing it going. his thing. Yeah. I saw them live. I saw Soulfly, Ozfest. Okay. All right. I saw. I want to say I saw Cavalier Conspiracy, or I caught the tail end of them, or no, maybe it was Soulfly. I don't know. They opened for Typo Negative at some point at that Roseland. Definitely was, that definitely was uh, uh, Soulfly. Because Soul uh, Cavalier Conspiracy is more recent. Okay. Pete Steele's been dead longer than Cavalier Conspiracy has okay. been a thing. I don't think they were talking when... Uh... Okay. I, again, I don't... Rem- you know, I know it was Max Cavalera band yeah. and, <laughs> and lots of drums. <laughs> Everybody plays drums in that band. Yeah. There's timbales, there's the, bongos. They, they, they were doing the Slipknot thing before Slipknot. It, it really... Another another thing that I never got into. No, I don't blame you. I, oh. I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. I have we have a list coming of bands you just never got into. Blatant ripoffs. Okay. And Slipknot and another band are in there together. Who else? Mushroom Head. Never listened to them. Even though Mushroom Head was there first. Okay. They are the Hydrox and Oreos of uh of metal bands. Do you know that story? <laughs> yeah. Or Hydrox was the first one, then Oreo was a ripoff, and then Oreo and, just had more money behind it, and there and you go. And they were also better. Hydrox sucked. I don't remember having... I, I don't remember having a Hydrox in like 30-some-odd, maybe even 40 years at this point. Well, speaking of cookies, back to Killer okay. Be Killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, these guys have two albums. Mm-hmm. Um, same, same four members across the board. Yeah. Two guitarists, bassist, drummer... Bassist singing, guitar singing, guitar singing. Just solid so, right. solid hard rock heavy metal. Now, my curiosity question. Were, did they form... Because this is one thing that comes up with a lot of supergroups. Did they form organically? Or do you know if they were put together? Greg Pusiato and Ma, uh, Max Kevlar are friends. Okay. And they had been on something with... Um, with Troy Sanders. Okay. And he's like, we should work together. And Troy Sanders is the guy who does that with everyone. Okay. So he's like, all right. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And they kept up with him and made him do it. Okay. All right. Because you, you know how some, like, um, I know that one of the ones in later on in the list was put together. And I actually go into, like, I know you're going to shit on the band, probably mainly for one member. But I, so I'm going to go into how the band came together. Is it the next band? No. It's a later one. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll get into it. So right. let's go to the next one. All right. The next one is uh, Brides of Destruction with the song I Don't Care. I'm going to start with No Bueno. Okay. I, I, I figured. I, I had this start- would be something Mike would like, I think. Which is funny because I, I quote him on this. Oh. Uh, this is basic, basic bitch rock. Yeah. It is terrible. And I had to look it up. I only looked up. Once I saw Nikki Six's name, I was mm-hmm. like, fuck these. He's probably not even playing bass on this. <laughs> fucking assholes so who else is in this shithole all right tracy guns is on guitar oh that explains a lot too right. didn't he have a panic attack once and wouldn't play his own show no it was too hot so he was playing um in the wirelessly bathroom. from the bathroom yeah yeah he's playing right. from the bathroom right now on a glory hole the um singer was this guy Lond- london Lindgren, some i think finish or something whatever I hope he did finish all yeah. over fucking tracy guns face uh then rhythm guitar was actually john karabi and he played on the album, then left because Tracy Guns was like, yeah, I don't want you writing anything. So he's like, well, okay, fuck you. And he left. And there were two drummers in this studio. One of, I forget the name of the one. The other one was Scott Coogan. He's like a hired gun. He's played for a shit ton of people. Steve Coogan, isn't that the guy? Scott. Mm, I don't know. 
<laughs> it feels like Steve Coogan. You don't know who Steve Coogan is? No. He's a comedian. Oh. British guy. Mean. Love him. Okay. Yeah. I wish Figures. it was him rather yeah. than these okay. assholes. This I fucking stunk. You know what it is? I like we were we were just talking ten minutes ago about like the L.A. sleaze rock sound, whatever. And this That's is exactly it. what it is, and that is the the stuff that I love. Yeah, we were talking about how much I don't like uh, John Karabi. Yeah, and I don't like that sleaze rock thing. I don't get he's it. He's doing with the uh, Dead, Dead Daisies, Daisies now. again. Yeah, I, that is such a step down to go from. Glenn well, they Hughes wanted to, to anybody else. Well, the else. thing is, Glenn Hughes was what, the reason it happened. Is he's like, well, I'm going to go do the Deep Purple anniversary stuff. I get, and that. they're like, well, you're a hired gun because he is a hired gun in that oh, band. Yeah. It's just the I forget the guy's name, the one guitar player that pays everybody in the band to be in it because he's a multimillionaire. And good for him. You know, if I had that kind of money, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd I'd, I'd hire Glenn Hughes to see yeah. me to sleep every <laughs> yeah. night. But uh, yeah, so they're like, okay. I wish and, I was kidding. They had called, and then they called John Karabi back. As I was reading in an in, in the interview from that video that we had that I played for you before, that he was like, he was just, I'm burnt out. I just need a break. I need to take a little time off. And he's like, you guys want to do your thing? Go for it, because you know. Yeah. And plus, that band is a payday for him. Yeah. So. Money is money, and yeah. I just like Glenn Hughes more than I like John. Right. I like everybody more than I like John Karabi. Right. Well, Except for Nikki Six, because I hate Nikki yeah. Six more than I like anybody else. Yeah, and the funny thing with this is, like, Nikki Six was kind of done with uh, Motley Crue for a little while at this point. As well, he fucking should be. And uh, Tracy Guns had actually left L.A. Guns when this happened, and then this is what caused two L.A. Guns to be touring for a while at one point, which is just hysterical. The two band thing always yeah. drives me crazy. The two L.A. Guns, the two Rats, the two Queensrikes. Oh, that's right. There were two Rats at one point. Yeah. One was Stephen Piercy. No, one was no, no. One was Rat, and the other one was Bobby Blotzer's Rat, the drummer, the least qualified person to have their own band. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I fucking said it. <laughs> You're the last person yeah. who should be taking the band name and running with it. Yeah, but like I said, with this, I knew you were. That's like I Mike knew... Portnoy's Dream Theater. I yeah. was like, mm, it's well, not he really legitimate. Did some? Well, he did with the on uh, the Prague. Like he did a couple of one-off shows where he did the uh, twelve. The... The steps prod boat uh, yeah um, no he one was on was the like boat a, and a couple of like destination shows with yeah it. but he didn't do mike portnoy's dream theater it was something like that it was it was bad but it wasn't yeah. that bad but he also didn't try to say it was dream, dream theater. theater yeah or the same way jeff tate didn't queens try saying it was Queensryche. oh god when he had rudy sarzo on bass i mean like you know i love rudy sarzo great bass player but he's uh no eddie jackson no and he had Bobby Blotzer playing drums. Did he try to call it Rat? No, they they were Fuck. doing they were calling it Queensrÿche. But Queensrÿche like, Bobby Blotzer is new fucking uh, Scott Rockenfield. No, and honestly, these days Scott Rockenfield's not Scott Rockenfield. No. That's Tavatori playing drums. Yeah. No, the last album was the guy that was filling in on the tour. I forget his name. Is it? No, it's not he Jason, was a... Jason Pittner. No, no, but he played drums on the last album. Yeah, no, that's. That's cool. I whatever's going on with Queens right, right now is their own thing. Is they've always had like some sort of internal struggle going on between at least one other member ever since Chris DeGarmo left. Yes, and since then it's just been somebody headbutting with somebody else. Yeah, but you got to realize that Jeff Tate really is the asshole in this situation when he brings his son-in-law in to play with the band, and then when everything happens, the son-in-law stays with the band. <laughs> just say. Well, also, <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be in a band with my father-in-law. No offense, but... True. I don't know. Yeah, well, and he's... I've mentioned it before. He's been 
Jeff Tate's been a bit of a dick everywhere he yeah. goes. You but what, he's not in Brides of Destruction. No, true, true. I was going <laughs> to say, you remember what happened on uh, Eddie Trunk? I don't remember that. Okay, there was an ep- It was him. I think, I don't know if you were working at Roxy at this point. Because we were always listening to Eddie yeah. Trunk on Friday Every nights. Every Friday night. Or it might have been when it was Saturday Night Rock, so it might have been before then. But anyway, Chris Jericho was on, and so was uh, Jeff Tate. Ooh. And Jeff Tate is shit-talking Dream Theater the entire time. And I think this was after they did the tour together. And the tour was in 03. Oh, you mean the tour where they took Queensryche out yeah. as, as co-headliners yes. and treated them like equals rather than making yeah, them open exactly. even though they're a smaller band? So the entire time that, the, that, that he's doing this, Jericho's sitting there texting Portnoy. Because Jericho yeah. doesn't give a shit. Right. He also, if he wanted to, could have torn that place to shreds. He's a, yes. He's a massive guy. Yeah, but he's also got his own uh, bit of issues. Oh, no, he's a yeah. dick. Yeah. He, he's a dick, too, but he's also a legitimate threat. You know, he's a wrestler mm-hmm. and they're, you know, sports entertainers, but he's also a legitimate threat. I've seen him pick shit up and throw it that shouldn't be picked up and thrown. Yeah. He's not like seven feet tall, but he's no, still... No, he doesn't have to still, be. Yeah. He's still a big dude and he's yeah. bigger than Jeff Tate by a lot. Yeah. But back to Brides. Even out of shape, he's yeah. in better shape than mm-hmm. Jeff Tate. Yeah. But yeah, this, I, I had a feeling you were going to shit on it, but this was like, when I think of a quote unquote, like super group, it's something like this i do i do uh, you know where i'm going with yeah, it. yeah la guns and and motley crew members together i get it but it didn't make me think super group it just made me think, think super douche yeah. I, I, like, I could oh, see it i could smell and, the vinegar right. and this song i actually i always enjoyed and i actually covered this with a, a band that i was in at one point did you yeah the name of the band was blake it was i found they, they found me at roxy it's one of those things like hey you play drums i'm like yeah sure why not it was okay. Like the bass player and the singer were a couple. They ended up getting married at one point. Oh, good for them. And um, but the thing is, um, they were always freaking stoned out of their minds. And like at first they weren't, and then it continued. And then I'm thinking of another band that used to just come in messed up. Which one are doing? I don't want to. I don't want to okay. name names because of you okay. know. Yeah, but I mean, and then but the guitar player didn't because of his job. He couldn't. So I was just like, okay, I'm going. I'm going to play shows with the Bong Twings and Captain Screwdriver, you know. And um, you know, it was what it was. But I mean, like they were they were the cool people. They were cool like people. That. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shit to talking to them as people. But it was just a situation that I couldn't deal with. We went to go do some shows in upstate New York. I forget if it was was Ithaca or Utica, and it was just like one of those like things. I was just Both like terrible. Oh, yeah, bad places. Bad bad places. I want to say like maybe two people in the. Not counting the people in our band or the other band that we went up there with. I can't remember what band it was. I want to say maybe two people had all their teeth in the room. But um and it's and I'm not talking about because of bad dentists, I'm talking about meth. That's that part that's that part. Yeah. That part of New York that we don't talk about. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, Everyone wants to talk about New York City in the eighties and the crack and, yeah, it, and all that. This and was, was still bad. going on up there in two thousand two. I remember sitting outside of the place actually on the phone with Thai, and this is before we were even dating. And just like making plans to actually go see Queensrÿche at a, a Beacon Theater, but uh, yeah, and that's it. Fucking. But it was it was fun. We covered this, and we also covered um, a Jesus Mary Chain song head on. But we did the Pixies version of it, which just confused me. But whatever. It's the Pixies. It's yeah. really it's just yeah. No, but it's like we're doing the cover of a cover of a cover. No, a cover of a cover. I've heard worse. Yeah. You do you do the other language cover of an interpretation of a song, 
and then it's just completely a new song. Okay. I think I broke him. All yeah. right. So we're going to go to the next song. Mm-hmm. This is Adrenaline Mob. What did you think of this? Dearly Departed. Yes. Okay. Which lineup was it? Because I might be mixing it up with a different band. Okay. But was Adrenaline Mob the one that Portnoy started? Yes. Where it was kind of like a revolving door of musicians kind of thing? It wasn't really a revolving door. He was the original drummer. He left. Mm-hmm. And they got AJ Perro. Right. Okay. No. Okay. I mean, like it was kind of like a tr- like a Trans Siberian Orchestra kind of thing. Like whoever was available for the tour. I think you're thinking Metal of... Allegiance. Thank you. I was getting. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, because that's like they're like 19 members of yeah, Metal that's Allegiance. What, okay, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry. No, this is uh, Russell Allen from Symphony yes. X. Mike Orlando from Mike Orlando's Big Band Jam. I don't know. He's been. Okay. He's been in a couple of other bands. Uh, John Moyer from Disturbed on okay. bass. And AJ Perro from Twisted, Twisted Sister, Sister on drums. You can tell immediately because the drum sound is is, is Twisted Sister drums. It's the Twisted Sister yeah. drum tone. And the, I think his drumming on this was actually better than most Twisted Sister because he was nailing it. <laughs> yeah, he was a freaking monster drummer. Oh, absolutely. And uh, okay, as far as my thoughts on the song, musically, fantastic. Here it comes. Vocals, fantastic. Did they have to use every goddamn mob movie cliche yes. in one song? That's exactly why I, I bring yeah. this up. The, <laughs> the, I want to say the first, the first two albums mm-hmm. are all cheese. Okay, I, but it was just like it was funny. You know what they reminded me of also, and like if you lighten up the guitar tone and the singer is more, he's got a little less. I don't want to say Russell Hunt doesn't, it's not really a rasp to his voice, but no. a little less grit to the yeah. voice. Black star riders. Yes. Very. And like, so I like, if it wasn't like, Hey, we're redoing good fellas and the Godfather and wrapping it in with, uh, as a, as a frame of reference other movie. for people who don't know, black star riders is basically thin Lizzie with a different singer. Yes. Well, what happened was it was the line. Thin, it's gone. Yeah. No. Well. Oh my lord. I'm forgetting the singer's name. He was singing for Thin Lizzy as Thin Lizzy was con- continued on. Yeah. Scott Gorham and um, the original drummer was at, I, again. I forget his name at that point. Had uh, left off, and they had um, Mark Mendoza or Marco Mendoza because there's two different people. Okay. Not the twisted sister one with that the one is shitlock. Mark. Mendoza. That is that is baloney wrapped in dryer. Lint. Okay, so Marco Mendoza is the other bass and player. And I made that mistake before. Right. And, and uh, I think I called you on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Mark. Was Mark Mendoza is the regular guy. Marco Mendoza is Marco the Animal Mendoza. Mendoza yes. From Twisted. No, Sister. it's Mark the Animal Mendoza. Marco Mendoza is the other one. Oh, I'm so confused. Oh my god. See, this is the problem. Guys with two similar names, and this is something to... La- in the same freaking last name. All right, so. They're the singer from Twelve Foot Ninja. Mm-hmm. His name is Nick Barker. Okay. So not to be com- okay. Mark with- Mendoza is Twisted Sister. Okay. So Mark the Animal, and then Mendoza. Marco Mendoza. Marco Mendoza is uh, this guy that me and I were sitting behind at uh, the first uh, winery dog show. See, now that would have been more pleasant than looking at the back of yeah. Uh, soy sauce, dryer yeah. lint, uh, bologna. Right. So anyway, you had Scott Gorham, the original drummer. I forget. I'm forgetting his name from uh, Thin Lizzy. Marco Mendoza. Yes, Marco Mendoza on bass. Every time. It's going to be every I, and time. I forget the next guitar player, uh, the the second guitar. And they wanted to start writing new music, but they decided, we feel wrong doing it under the Thin Lizzy name. So they started doing, um, they, so they made Black Star Riders. With the death of, of Phil Lynott, they continued for a little bit, but when they decided to do it again. Mm-hmm. I actually opened for them. 
Thin Lizzy. You bitch. Back in 2001, 2002 at uh, Stone Pony. I was going to say something so oh. fucking gross. <laughs> Goatsy style, holding both yeah, cheeks. No, no, no. <laughs> but, and uh, they had, uh, uh, oh my God, Tommy Aldridge playing drums at the time. It moved. But Scott, I just want you to know when you said that it moved. Yeah. But um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. John Sykes was singing and playing guitar because he was in Thin Lizzy for the last album. and yeah. He was good friends with Phil Lynott. And then so Thin Lizzy continued with that for a while. But then Sykes apparently has his issues with people a la Jeff Tate. OK. I thought, I thought you were going to say people of a specific no, race. No, ego. Like, ego. Jesus Christ. No, ego. Um, he was supposed to be in Winery Dogs, but his ego clashed too much with Portnoy and uh, Billy Sheehan. That's crazy. And Eddie Trunk was like, hey, talk to Richie, and there you go. And Richie Kotzen is a perfect fit for mm-hmm. Winery Dogs. Um, but back to this. Sorry. Back to, God, I <laughs> lost where we were going. Okay, so we Adrenaline went through, mob. we went all the way through. To, to so, Winery Dogs. To Winery Dogs, yeah. which also, at one point, uh, Adrenaline Mob had, had Portnoy. Point. Yeah, so um, full circle. So this this album, uh, Dearly Departed, yeah. actually came from the whole mob mentality, mm-hmm. like their mob and cars and tough guy shit. The 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 group of people in this band are all phenomenal musicians. They're all fun guys. There's something incredibly cheesy about the way they write and sing for this stuff. I honestly feel like Russell Allen puts like a third of the effort in. Yeah. Who's okay. this Tommy? Tommy oh, Hoop? no, that's for the the next one. I was just double checking. Oh, good. I for- I'm glad you're looking it up. No, because I had forgotten to. I, I noticed it. So I figured while you were talking, I would just pull it up <laughs> quick because I wanted to make sure I had the I was going to say the, the guy came from the right place. OK, so with Adrenaline Mob. Yeah, they're unfortunately done uh, after the death of their uh, their last bassist, Dave. Uh, they had decided mm-hmm. to stop. Um, AJ Perro's gone. They had replaced him with somebody else. I never even. Got to know that drummer's mm-hmm. name. I never even bothered because it's not A.G. Parrow. Who cares? It wasn't the brother of one of the guys was from ZO3, ZO... ZO2? ZO2? No, it no? wasn't. Okay. It wasn't the other Z. Okay. Because the other Z is a guitarist. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Zubladowski is their last name. Yeah. There's a reason that they don't, they mm-hmm. don't use it commonly. Mm-hmm. But uh, once Dave Z passed, they decided to stop. Oh, which is actually going back time out with your you guys with the chips enough bullshit oh god it's because of his i forget what the last name is but it's so out there yeah it just kind of got shortened to it well, it's like not, bon jovi but that's not bon jovi isn't as bad as whatever no, this not. was <laughs> that's know. like chef boyardee yeah all right boyardee. <laughs> chef boyardee's fucking guys losers <laughs> fucking hate fucking hate chips enough so much i know but i'm just going back to that I'm, i think it chips enough and i see chris holmes from wasp in my head Chris Holmes back in the day drunk at Chris now, Holmes and now that looks like the homeless hobo. He he looks but he's cleaned up at least. He's, his he's his clean. opinions are still shit. No, his opinions are shit, but at least he's I'm glad he's healthy. clean. I'm glad he's trying to live healthy. Yeah. I wish he'd get his head out of his ass. Yeah. But and that's a different story. Now on to speaking of people shitting on beds. Uh we're going to talk about Hollywood vampires. <laughs> My dead drunk friends. Okay, what's who's shitting on a bed? Johnny Depp is in this band. Oh yeah, true. So Johnny, okay, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Johnny Depp got his bed shit <laughs> okay. on by his. No, I'm trying to think. I'm, try, I'm thinking. What did I, when did Alice Cooper shit a bed? Well, I assume yeah. at least once a week. True. He's he's what eighty? I'm trying to be nice. Eighty two, I think. God bless him. No, he's freaking a god. He's fantastic. Alice yeah. Cooper is phenomenal. Seventy five. There's no way he's fucking seventy five years old. February fourth, forty eight. 
40 my fucking balls that guy's 142 years old but he's looked the same since 1987 earlier than that yeah okay now question for you do you know who the original hollywood vampires were no okay back- i'm assuming joe perry no him no. uh alice cooper and no. and no johnny depp were not members. back in the 70s oh no cooper had a drinking club at the rainbow and and the it was Alice Cooper, Keith Moon, Ringo Starr, Mickey Dol- uh, Dolan's from the Monkees, and Harry Nilsson. He was a, a solo artist at the time. So what you're telling me is there are only two surviving members of this club, uh, him and Ringo. Three. Wait, who else? Harry Mickey Nilsson? Dolan's. Mickey Dolan's is still alive. Yeah, I had to check it. Holy shit! Harry Nilsson died like about five years ago. I checked it up. Other people that hung out with him all the time: John Lennon, Mark Bolan, Keith Emerson, Belushi. Bernie Taupin, he, I think, just passed away not too long ago. Bernie Taupin passed away? I th- I might be thinking of someone else. I'm sorry. Who's um, Bernie Taupin's um, Elton John's writing partner? Yes. He also wrote the album From the Inside with Alice Cooper. And you will appreciate this. He's one of the co-writers on We Built the City. Okay. <laughs> See, now, I have yet to mention this song. I did this on purpose. Okay. So, uh-huh. We Built the City by Starship mm-hmm. is... A song. It exists. Grace Slick sings on it. Um, because of Opie and Anthony, there is a cover of this, uh, or a parody, rather, called My Dick's All Shitty. I am not going to post it. I am not going to add it to this. I just want you to imagine what it is in your head and then search for it on YouTube. It is awful. Yeah. But it's in my head. You say Starship or you say We Built This City. My brain screams that song mm-hmm. beginning to end. I, I thought you would appreciate that. Now we know who to blame. Mm-hmm. We blame Bernie Taupin. Yes. And then, so Cooper put this band together. It's Joe Perry on guitar, Johnny Depp on guitar, Tommy Hendrickson on guitar, who, that's who I was double checking yes. also, who is from Cooper's solo band, and he's played for a bunch of people. He was actually in Warlock at one point. He's played for Lady Gaga, Meatloaf, Lou Reed. Wow, he played with Hailstorm? Okay. Huh? Huh? <laughs> nice. Okay. You know, Daughtry. And, you know, but I've said it before. He's got a punchable face, but he's a great singer. But this guy, solid musician. And then on the album, they had Duff McKagan on bass, Matt Sorum on drums. The now and a couple of other songs like they would have one thing because like they had like two or three originals and a bunch of covers like Paul McCartney sat in on a song. Now, because you put this on here and I was doing the research and I saw Duff McKagan. Yeah. And Matt Sorum, I didn't include two other bands. Oh, Deadland Ritual. Because Matt Sorum plays drums on it. Okay. And I didn't include Velvet Revolver. That, that, that would have been fine, though. I didn't want to, though. No, like, but it's... Like, the, okay, so... If there's crossover, there's crossover. There's, Somebody's no, no, a solid it musician. It wasn't a matter of, of it not being good or it being a good idea. It was more... I wanted um, I wanted it to be its own thing. I wanted to be able to reference it without putting it on the list because I honestly think I picked better songs. Okay. Like, I picked stuff that people don't know are either don't know our super groups or mm-hmm. think yeah there's one or two members and there right. there's more to it and you know basically um velvet revolvers guns and roses with scott wyland right so really where's the yeah in the same the, way audio slave was rage against the machine with, with um oh my god i don't chris cornell yes i didn't you. want to make fun of him yeah he's another guy who succumbed to his mental illness yeah um scott wyland same thing same way mm-hmm. you know, terrible these guys lived painful lives. 
we have reaped the benefits of painful lives with good music, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately. Yet Johnny Depp, <laughs> these guys. So he's he's a wino. He's yeah. definitely like a like a like a fun time drinker. I guess he had a jar of cocaine at some point. Yeah, and he, he's gonna he's our generation's Keith Richards. Yes, but he's also like the he's only person I've player. heard shit talk him is Amber Heard. Right. Like everyone else is like, yeah, he's cool. He's a little nuts, but he's he fired. Uh, oh, what's his name out of a cannon? Johnny Knoxville? No, the oh, dead... I'm thinking of somebody getting fired. Hunter out of a S. Cannon. Thompson. Yeah, they fired his remains out of a oh. cannon. Yeah, not while he was alive. <laughs> okay, that's not how he got. That's not how they got rid of him. He lived in Hunter S. Thompson's basement on acid. Oh my god! While he was getting ready for Fear and Loathing in Las yeah. Vegas, you know that's a special kind yeah. of weird. That's but, that's um, a unique yeah. weird. But then when you think about just the people that were sitting around that table drinking, the freaking talent in it's, that it in and of themselves, if any two or three of those people got together and wrote, yeah, that's super group. Mm-hmm. You know, Keith Moon, Ringo, Lennon. There's Lennon actu- is a god. There's actually a video floating around. Like um, when you guys were talking the other day, where you said with uh, glam, I think uh, Mike said Bowie. You said uh, David Johansson. Yes. And I go uh, Mark Bolan. T-Rex. T-Rex. And there's a video floating around with T- of Mark Bolan, Ringo Starr, and Elton John playing uh, Children of the Revolution together. See, now this is why music has suffered since uh, the internet. Why? The strange stuff is doesn't a- happen. It doesn't happen because then it's documented. Yeah. So guys getting together and jamming is either done behind closed doors or not at all. Oh, no. This was done as a full video because somebody's head's in the body of a grand piano and just <laughs> lunacy. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah. It's fucking. This was not bad. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the music the song, at all. Yeah. It's not a bad song. It's not the greatest song from them. It's not the greatest Cooper song. It's not the. No. But... It's, no it's no schools out. No. It's no Hey Stupid. Mm-hmm. It's no Might as Well Be on Mars. You mm-hmm. know, they're. Wow, Alice I haven't Cooper. heard that song in a while. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. That is my favorite Alice Cooper song. Okay. I don't know why. It's like a romance song, but it's yeah. yet yeah, it's got longing and okay. it's Alice Cooper just being Alice Cooper. Same album. My favorite Cooper song is Wind Up Toy. Too good. The that, last one on the album. And at the very end That's Hey Stupid, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the very good. end you hear a little kid voice screaming Steven. If you listen is to the you? song all the way. Yes, it was me. No. That's a throwback to Welcome to My Nightmare, because a kid was in a mental hospital yep. and the song is about a kid in a mental hospital. And the kid's name was Steven. Alice Cooper's a fucking genius. Yeah. Also, Nita Strauss is back with a... Yeah, she's back with the band. And engaged. I don't know yeah. if you heard that. Yeah, they, I saw that on um, uh, 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 Sleaze Rock. No, it was either Sleaze Rock or Metal Sludge. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely crazy. Great, great things. Uh, Johnny Depp, I, I think he had recent health issues. They backed out of a show. Yeah, he. They. I think they found him passed out in his hotel room or something. Hopefully he's all right. I. I yeah. Good actor, strange guy. But you know, nothing you know. wrong with being strange. Yeah, nothing wrong Just with being weird. Just take care of yourself if you are. Yep, that's the. Yeah, I well, think the motto behind most of our stuff. Yeah, well, we had tickets to see Hollywood Vampires on their first tour, and it just happened, like, uh, when I had the uh, surgery years ago to have the uh, thing taken out, mm-hmm. it was like... I don't want, I don't really want to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. The thing taken out? The tumor. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, yeah. it was a jar about yes. that big. Over here. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, we had tickets and like the, the show was, I think, like three days after the surgery or something like that. I was like, there's no way I'm going to that. Yeah. And that, w- that was, I forget where in Coney Island that the show was. I forget what the uh, venue is over there. It's like a stadium arena. Oh, that's little... it used to be National Grid Field. I think it's called. No, it's not where the, the amphitheater. Yeah, the, the amphitheater. It's not where Coney the cyclones Island? play. Um, That's where Joe Perry passed out on stage. Oh, fun. And he was just like, he's. it was just like exhaustion and dehydration. Yeah. Because he was just like. Because Alice Cooper is clean and sober for at this point close to thirty years. I would say thirty years. And he was, and Joe Perry was just like, I'm not used to running around with a guy like this, and he's like ten years older than him, if not more. But he's also he's been clean for since the nineties, eighties. Mm, they who Cooper? No, uh, Joe Perry. Perry. No, they, they they kind of fell off the wagon a few times. All right, well, but whatever. And just because they're not. Sh- they're Credit for trying. Some, just because they're not shooting something in their arm doesn't mean they're not doing other things. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying he is, but I'm just saying. We don't know it what is. it is, but he's definitely not. They're partying. Yeah. But yeah. that's it. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't write songs like Pink <laughs> if you're if fucking you're sober. clean. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to go on to the next one. The Damn Things. The Damn Things. Now, this was a definite intentional pick. Okay. I played this at my wedding. Oh. Hang on. List. List. We've got a situation? Yes. So this song specifically, we played, uh, this was the music my parents walked into. Oh. This is the song. <laughs> they walked in, my parents and her parents and um, uh, Shauna and Ashauna, our, yeah. our best man and matron of honor, they walked into, we've got a situation here. All right. Um, Such a great song. These guys are crazy. So- did you look up the lineup of this band at all? No. All right. So you have Rob Caggiano and Scott Ian at okay. the time of Anthrax. Both. Yeah. Um, Rob Caggiano just left Volbeat. Okay. Now he left Anthrax to join Volbeat. Now he left Volbeat to, I don't know. Um, Keith Buckley and Joe Troman from Fallout Boy. Okay. And Andy Hurley. Of? No idea. The Andy Hurley trio? The Andy Hurley fuckfaces. Okay. I don't know. Andy Hurley and the Cunt Punchers. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, this, I mean, you don't think of a stranger mix of guys. But well, it works. Yeah, it really works. And it's it's unfortunate that the second album didn't have the same energy as the first. The first one is a perfect. Same lineup or? No. Okay. Caggiano and I think the drummer changed. Okay. Um, Huge difference in feel, huge difference in style. I honestly thought this was, this album was perfect top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you hit play and you just enjoy it, like yeah. just through and through. Um, I can't say that for almost every other band on here, with the exception of one other on this list. Okay, and we haven't gotten to it yet. Okay, um, the fact that Scott Ian's on this, I thought would be a problem because he's not like he's not my favorite rock style guitarist and this right, is more rock this, style than yeah metal? this isn't yeah but this isn't a metal song this yes. is like a hard rock song yes and i don't feel like he does hard rock as well as everyone thinks he does he's a great metal guitarist okay one of the best metal rhythm guitarists ever but as far as rock 50 50 but it, it still works it definitely he, works. he plays for the song and that's all you need to do because yes. sometimes you'll get people that will I don't want to say they're going to overplay, but they kind of... Michael Orlando and Adrenaline Mob overplays consistently. But it works for the song. Because At least of, from what I've heard. Because of the the style. Yeah. But it has to fit the style. Right. Like, overplaying, like, 
if he was doing that kind of great, great, uh, Tim Owens and was it? No, was it? Yeah, Tim Owens and Ingve Malmsteen did a cover of Mr. Crowley. Mr. Crowley, and then Ingve did a cover of Dream On. Was it Dream On? Aerosmith. Yes, with Dio. Yes. I can't picture him playing it's that awful. song. It's awful because he's overplaying everything. Yeah. There's no feel to it. It's all speed. Yeah. And that's when it doesn't fit. But in this case, everything kind of mm-hmm. fits well together. I couldn't imagine like any other set of guitars, like Rob Kanjiao, Scott Ian, together playing this. Like I mm-hmm. can't even imagine. I can't remember the guitarist from Anthrax's name. The other guitarist. Dan Spitz? No, no, oh. the current. It's oh, the guitarist could... from Shadows Fall. I have no idea. So he left Shadow. Well, Shadows Fall stopped working together mm-hmm. or whatever. And he joined Anthrax. Why would you ever go back? Yeah. But yeah, I can't imagine. Even Dan Spitz, I can't imagine them doing this. Yeah, but you never know. Stylistically, yeah, stylistically, you don't. You see it, but you don't know what these people are into or capable. Otherwise, yeah. yeah, you know, you never know what they're capable of on their own. Yeah. But yeah, this was really good. I, I love it. It was good. It's. Like, it was alright. It was good. No, I'm like, I believe it or not, I had this already in my iTunes library. The album, I don't remember ever listening to it, but I had it. Did you check out anything else from this, this uh, I, I've been so crazy the last two weeks, I barely had time to listen to this stuff that... I would say throw this on one day, yeah. like in in the shop, whatever yeah. you're doing, just check it out. It's beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It's it's perfect. It's a perfect album in and of itself, not a Desert Island album. Yeah. No. No. No, it's, it's really good, though. Yeah. It's no Simpty. No. <laughs> not even fucking close. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the next one. Okay. Next one is Damn Yankees Coming of Age. I'm ready for the hatred. It's not hatred. I know the lyrical content is... Eh. Eh. But, reason being, I I picked this song... Like, I didn't want to go with the power ballads that were all over the place. I do love... High High enough. enough. Right, and there was another song... Like, there are other... Like, I can't even call it a hit, but like, the the more popular of the rock songs from the second album... Don't tread on me? Yeah, like... Given the fact that Ted Nugent's in the band, it just aged yeah. like it like was just, like, everything it, it, about it rotted. This, everything about this aged like um, mm-hmm. like a dead deer. Yeah, it just it gets worse and worse. Uh, Ted Nugent, um, I like we don't do political stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna it is what it here. is. He is openly racist. He is openly um, misogynistic. Mm-hmm. I can't abide by that. I do not enjoy him. Uh, I liked his guitar playing at one point. I still kind of do, but I can't... It's one of those things, like, sometimes you can separate the person from the art. I cannot. And with this one, it's kind of like... Well, it's also, like, listening back to his stuff, I just get madder and madder at the other stuff, like Stranglehold. I can't listen to it anymore. Well, you know, the thing is, I never really... Like, I actually saw him in concert once. He was opening for Kiss on the... uh, Original farewell tour. Yeah. So, 82? 83? Nah, 2000. 2000. It Kid. was uh, 2000. How many times have they called it quits? Twice. I know. Yeah. Well, so, one got stopped because of COVID. So. Yeah. But my thing with Nugent is his attitude towards mm-hmm. other people. And it's not even, like, it's not a uh, a real issue. I just realized this is not recording. You're kidding. Well, we can take the audio off of yeah, uh, the camera. Yeah, but the audio is going to be garbage. Well, we'll just keep going. All right, you're going to start recording and splice it in? Hang on. Eh, might. 
Right up. Let me go. Uh, do Hang something. on, I'm going to stop the video. Pause the video. I just stop it. Okay. All right, so we're back. Uh, we realized about five minutes ago that we stopped recording at one point. We didn't stop anything. The computer stopped. The it. computer stopped recording. Uh, the video was going. I might be able to do something with that, but we're going to have a definite drop in audio quality at some point. Or we've already had the drop in audio, oh, yeah. and now things are back to normal. Yeah, somewhere in this, it's going to sound like shit. And uh, this is just another one of those technical difficulties that you are getting used to with us. Well, you haven't had one in a while, so. Yeah, I'm also going to have to figure out how to get the audio from that video into this audio later. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. This is going <laughs> to suck. Now, I forgot where we were. The last uh, thing we were that talking was... damn Yankees and you were ta ta talking about the uh, the human shit that is uh, Ted Nugent. Yes. OK, so, uh, yeah, Ted Nugent's a dick mm -hmm. with eyes. Uh, not in a good way. But he, to me, he is not the selling point of this band. No, it's Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades. Yes. Uh, Tommy Shaw from Styx, Jack Blades from uh, Night Ranger. Mm -hmm. um, they actually had a better group, uh, Shaw and Blades. Blades, later, yeah, later two on. albums, I believe? Yeah, and I might be wrong, but I'm, I think um, the drummer, Michael Cartellarone, was in with those. I'm probably wrong, but... If he was, that was probably a smarter move. Yeah. He was the only unknown entity when the band happened, but now he's actually playing for um, uh, Grand Funk, I believe. Wow. That is a very specific uh, jump. jump. Yeah. From but obscurity the guy, the guy to is Grand a, Funk Railroad. The guy is a solid drummer. Oh, and absolutely. He had, it was great back backup singer that's what i loved about damn yankees was the two vocalists the vocal harmonies ted nugent was never a freaking singer you know no. no no i can honestly tell you i have i have seen him live i know the two or three popular songs cat scratch fever and stranglehold and that's all i can think of wang dang sweet poontang okay no? third song sorry god damn it and i have never heard the amboy dukes so which was where he came from yes so i don't know but the the main thing and this is the quintessential put together super group yes this this is one of the like completely uh, arranged, arranged by a label by group. by an a and r guy John Kalagna, who you've probably, if you ever look at your old records going back to the 70s with Foreigner and stuff, he's always listed in there. He signed Peter Gabriel. He signed Phil Collins to their solo things. He was, um, he got, uh, Jimmy Page started with his solo um, uh, uh, record deal. The Coverdale Page thing, he was, he had a hand in also, which wasn't that great, but whatever. Yeah. He had worked with White Snake. He signed White Zombie. He got Aerosmith onto Geffen. He worked with Asia, Sammy Hagar on Geffen. The guy did a lot of stuff, so he knew he was friends with them. And uh, Tommy Shaw was trying to do his solo thing, wasn't going anywhere because Sticks had finished, and yeah. there were no uh, summer um, like the summer Jones Beach Amphitheater uh, nostalgia tours back then. <laughs> the old guy uh, super yeah. uh, super festivals. Yeah, that didn't exist, so he tried getting it together. Got a hold of Jack Blades, got a hold of to of, uh, of um, Ted Nugent, and it just worked. And I think they, they call those Boomer Paloozas now. Yeah, uh, you know what? I kind of like them. I, I would, know, I would not. If am I going to go buy, spend a shit ton of money on tickets? No, but if you said, "Hey, we're going to go see Foreigner and um, Night Ranger tonight," okay. I would not. I would not say no to that. Yeah, you, you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm okay. I may I'm not there. know all the songs, but I'm going to have a good time. Exactly. It's not you're not taking a risk like, you mm -hmm. know, you're going to get your money's worth 
going to see these bands. Right, exactly. And it, it is what it is. But and they I, tour they tour as a big group and that's it works for them. It, they're yeah. they're still able to do it, they're making money, they love what they do. Exactly. And like Fucking I said Fucking boomers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, it was like for its time, it was good. Yes, absolutely. Yes. You, you got to take the uh, the the shit that is uh, Uncle Ted out of there. Speaking of the shit that is Uncle Ted, you know he legally bought a teenager. Yeah, you know who else did? Uh, Joe Perry. No, no, Stephen Tyler. Stephen Tyler bought a bought a teenager. I don't think he bought her as far as uh, borrowed because yeah, he, he had the family sign her off and then yeah. sent and then whatever. But what kind of? Yeah, Ted married that little. Yeah, what kind of irks me a little bit with it is that it always gets brought up that. And this is not in a defense of no, Ted, but no it's defense. brought up that he did it. But the the Steven Tyler thing kind of gets forgotten a lot. Yes. Y- you also, know, Jimmy it's, Page. It's... Really? Yeah. Did not know that. It's like a, I I don't I don't want to give I don't want to say it's a, it was a thirteen year old, but it, I have a feeling it was. Okay. Because it's that level of terrible. Okay. Um, did not know that. Yeah, there's a lot of them in Holly in Hollywood and in music. It's mm-hmm. there's a lot of real creeps. Uh, Ted Nugent is extra creepy because he is so vocal and comfortable with what he's done, mm-hmm. like a Jerry Lee Lewis level of comfortable. Yeah, I don't, you know Jerry Lee Lewis's story. Wasn't it like a sixteen year old cousin or something like that? Thirteen, thirteen year old cousin, <sighs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Okay, Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he just peeing on prostitutes? Mm-mm. No, he used to he he got his restaurant shut down because he was filming people going to the bathroom in the bathroom. He had cameras set up. Okay, well, not okay, but <laughs> you get you, get you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. But uh, yeah. Fuck Ted Nugent. Yeah, on that lovely. He's on that, um, he's um, on that list with Gwen Stefani. Yeah. Gwen but... Stefani, Shatner, Steven Seagal. Who am I missing? Somebody that we'll get to on the next list. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the next yeah. band, which is Charred Walls of the Damned. Timeless Days is the song. Yes. This song confused me. Why? It sounds like Dollar General Judas Priest. And that's where that's where Tim Owens comes in. <laughs> Tim Ripper Owens. I'm going to tell him you said that. Oh God! Well, that explains a lot. Yes. Okay. So it like okay. I've said it sounds like they're trying to be Dollar Tree Judas Priest with some other stuff mixed in. Nothing outright bad. You know what the other stuff mixed in is? But it reminds me of Priest, and then you got the big metal chorus vocals, like you know, like the like the big like when I say chorus, I don't mean like the chorus of the song, but like the choir, the of choir vocals. metal choir thing, and then the acoustic guitar parts. It's like. It's too much like they were just throwing shit at the wall and whatever stuck. They were like, okay, that works. And they put it together. You ready? Mm -hmm. So the best um, backing band imaginable for for metal. You have Richard Christie on drums. Okay. Steve DiGiorgio on bass. Oh, shit. And Jason Sukoff on guitar. Now, I don't know where Jason Sukoff is Okay, I was going to say. He's a great guitarist. Okay. But just having... the rhythm section yeah. of death. Yes. No, that that's great. It's an instant but that's like, that's an instant win. This is vain, middling. Vain like this And is... I only put this on because you took another one of my my picks. Oh, the next one? Yeah. Sorry. I was so <laughs> ma- I was so mad when I saw it. I'm like, this and I got cocksucker. A, and I got another little thing of with the next band mm-hmm. that's, that's probably gonna uh 
confuse you guys, uh, you and Mike, when he listens back. He's not going to listen to this. Yeah, but um, I guarantee he's checked out. Yeah, I know. I don't but, blame him. Uh, this is like okay. Aside from calling it Dollar Tree Judas Priest, mm-hmm. this is something a good producer could have probably fixed. And I feel like they didn't have. They the probably self-produced the album, which is part of one of my. I guess gripes with a lot of modern metal. Mm -hmm. It's that there's nobody there to put them in check. Yes. Like to rewind to uh, damn Yankees. Um, John Kalagna put the band together. He was trying to get them to Geffen. It didn't Geffen didn't, it didn't work out with Geffen. So legally he couldn't follow them to the next label. And then I want to say it was, Ronald Nevin, Don Nevin. I can't remember. Nevin is definitely the last name. Forget his first name. He produced He produced Heart. What about Love? He produced so much shit. All that slick 80s, big hard rock sound ballad, that was him. So you have these guys going in there. They have their idea. Then you get somebody who comes in and shapes it right. Yes. If they had some, I'm not saying they would have him doing it, but a producer in there. Like even like let's say a Terry Brown that worked with uh, Dream Theater on um, uh, 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 Scenes from Memory. Yes, have I have I ever told you about my favorite Soilwork albums? No, they have two albums. They 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 weren't produced by, but they were produced by Devin Townsend. Okay, and you can hear it. Yeah, but you can hear Devin Townsend on the entire album. Mm-hmm. It's like Devin Townsend said, "Hey." You guys like this sound? Try it this way, and they went okay, right? And did it, and it was perfect. It's like when you had the story when you guys were you were with a band recording, and you sat down with a guy and whatever, and he gave us positive notes. And, yes, and he that's what you, that's what bands today. Well, I don't know. How, for all I know, this could have been done two weeks ago. I don't know when this was recorded. This was in the twenty tens. All right, but still, you understand what I mean? Yeah. This is this is in the era of the home studio. Yes, this was most likely recorded in. Um, Steve DiGiorgio's studio, right? But that's but I, I doubt he produced it. That, yeah, that video I showed you before, where yeah. he was just noodling. Right, that's his home studio. Right, but you understand what I mean? It's like the era of the home studio oh, yeah. where the band sits down, they do their own thing. It's kind of like how we've both kind of fallen off of Dream Theater. Yes, because up to a point, it was Portnoy and Petrucci uh, producing everything, and they countered balanced each other. Yes, and then Port, you take Portnoy out of the equation. And it's just the Petrucci, I don't, it's, it's, it's wrong to say the Petrucci show, but it's his vision and the way that it goes. And I'm not entirely in love with his vision. Right. Exactly. But it's the, it's the same idea. You need somebody that's going to come in there and you need that. You need that guy making Bruce Dickinson do the scream over and over again until he just blasts his voice out and gets it. Not even that. You need that guy to say, guys, this really isn't working. Try this. Or, you know, something Cut that section out. Let's come back to it later. Not like we're all sitting around going, okay, we recorded this. It's beautiful. Move on to the next thing when it isn't. Where it just sounds like stuff spliced together. One of the, one of the, the, I had a very humbling recording experience Mm -hmm. and then a very positive one. My humbling experience was with John from Human Decline. He was, he would record whatever you let him, whatever, whatever you want to record, he'd record it. Mm -hmm. So there was no input. He's like, Okay, that was a little sloppy. You want to do that again? But that was it. Yeah. Uh, the next one was with the guys at Sweetfire and this guy Mike. He was like, "Yeah, let's you know, you got get the get the frame of of the song down, and then we'll you know we'll mm-hmm. nail it on the rest." And we sit and noodle and back and forth, and 
they'd record pieces and then show me it and then learn how to play this and then we'll record you playing it so mm-hmm. it's always you and it's always a full right. piece. And those two different styles left such a, a imprint on my brain that even when I sit at home and I noodle with stuff, I'll take piece and piece and piece and put them together. Then I'll mm-hmm. learn how to play it that way and then I'll bring it back. And that is a life-changing experience for right. any musician. And then I think of um, Bob Rock and... Um, Metallica? Yes. Yeah. And then later, after Bob Rock, we got... Um, oh, man. Guy used to work with Russell Simmons. I have no idea. Wrestling guy. Jimmy Hart? No, no, no. No. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. Uh, oh, uh, you mean when uh, Hulk Hogan played bass for them? No. <laughs> I got him. Oh, <laughs> fucking Hogan and his goddamn eyes. Did you hear what MJF said the other day? What? He was talking about how pale uh, Adam Cole is. He goes, if you were any thinner and paler, Hogan would have snorted you in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good oh i love it um i can't remember the guy's name uh producer for death magnetic oh. easier i'm sorry i spell it right oh man it's that, was, it, that still wasn't bob rock no no rick rubin rick rubin there we go he's also huge into wrestling he's mm-hmm. supporting he supported um ovw i think Okay. Or one of one of Jim Cornette's promotions he supported for a while. Okay, yeah, it was OVW. So, um Rick Rubin's influence on these albums was to me not for the better. Okay. Bob Rock's influence on the Metallica albums, he made them more polished pun intended rock albums. Yes. But but specifically what he did to the Black album was make it sound 10 times bigger mm-hmm. with less going on. Yes. Because, you know, it was definitely not. And Justice for All was a thousand miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave them a fucking metronome. Yeah. Well, he, but he also gave them. He did what a producer is supposed to do. Rain get in. the best Rain in the musicians and get the best possible. Absolutely. Out of them. And that's something that you hear, you know, you don't hear that much with newer bands. Because they don't have it. They don't. They don't get... They, and they don't get... Mm-hmm. E- even getting another set of ears outside of the band. Right. One of the guys I used to follow, and he's out of music now, uh, this guy Seth, um, had a band called Sign of the Southern Cross. Okay. They were a Stars and Bars themed uh, metal band. Okay. And a very Southern, very... Mm-hmm. Literally, their album's called the Mount, uh, Mountains and Moonshine. Okay. Yeah, they are... I mean... He was literally, he was a problem for a while. Mm-hmm. He got himself cleaned up. He's completely out of music. Um, but when he was recording, he had another guy he worked with, and that guy was his control. Okay. Like, the guy was not, like, he was, you know, smoking, drinking. Yeah. The other guy was just like, we're going to produce this. We're going to do this. Do this. Stop. Goes, yeah. I want to do this. He goes, I want to make this sound. He goes, Cause that sounds good, but let's not do that and do something different. Yeah. And that, that control is hugely important. Mm-hmm. And now let's talk about um, a band that I actually am excited to talk about. All right. The next one is the band KXM with the song Stars. Now, KXM, three world-class musicians. This is Doug Pinnock from King's X, George Lynch from Lynch Mob and, and Dokken, and Ray Luzier from Corn and... What was his first... Not his first band, but what band did he help... Was he part of early on? I don't know. I think at the time they were called, was it Metal School? 
Oh, it's Steel Panther. He was part of Steel Panther when they started out. Uh, Steel Panther was guys, initially a band called Metal School. And what you guys were saying about how they were doing something else and it wasn't going well, that was a TV commercial. Yes, Danger Kitty. Yeah, it was a, dis- I think no, a no, Discover I meant, card commercial. I meant the Metal School stuff. Oh, but that was like, just, they were just doing a cover band. I know. That's all, but that's it, all wasn't, it was. No, it they were making getting, money. But they weren't making the kind of money that they're making yeah. Oh, that, yeah, but still, it was a job. Yeah, it was a job. Yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, um, like if the band was, do, if they were doing like freaking top 40 music, then they no. changed over to this. Oh, it man. Was, what, what was the name of the Venom album where they went? I have they no went, idea. I, 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 I want to say they went like glam metal. Because Venom, that first out, Venom black metal is mm-hmm. one thing. And it, it, the next, I, it might have been two albums later, they were just awful. Did you just look up Venom Black Metal? Glam Metal Band. And it gave me Black Metal. <laughs> glam Metal Album. Just look up the, their uh, discography. Their discography, it's very clear when you see it. Early years, classic lineup. Where the f- There we go. Welcome to Hell, Black Metal, At War with Satan. No. Possessed, Calm Before the Storm. No. Primeval. Was it that far down? Man. Icelands, Cast in Stone, Resurrection, Metal Black. Oh, God. What year was it? Is that 2006? Yep. You know, fuck Venom. It's way way before 2000s. Uh, Oh, Welcome to Hell. Black Metal. No. At War with Satan. Definitely not. Possessed. Definitely not. Calm Before the Storm? I'm thinking of the wrong band. Okay. I just realized... <laughs> <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> These are the best when I completely am convinced it's a band, and then it's you start reading the title. Nope. It's, it was Celtic Frost. <laughs> okay. I think. Anyway. Anyway. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't now that matter. I completely but back, back to KXM. Um, I honestly thought that this was a manufactured band, kind of like the way that uh, damn Yankees was put together because they are on frontiers at, at whatever it's called frontiers frontiers music yeah music um and actually George Lynch has something coming out soon or did not too long ago with um oh my god the singer from Striper Michael Sweet Michael Sweet yeah at which again the same thing and that guy does so many albums for front Michael Sweet I mean for frontiers music yeah and, uh, him and and John Richards did an album together yeah Sweet Dick I can't believe you let me speak. <laughs> I thought maybe you knew for a fact. Because, like, no. I, you know what it is? I follow, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Frontiers Music on uh, YouTube. Yes. So whenever they have new stuff coming up, I'm like, oh, okay. And you can tell that it's it's kind of the Dead Daisies situation where it's this guy with a shit ton of money. And he has a thing for the 80s hair metal bands and things of that genre. Frontiers has been around for a long time. Really? Yeah. Well, did he buy it out or something? He might have bought it out. but Because I know there was a point in the early mid-ish 2000s that they started signing a lot of the nostalgia acts i think that was because those guys were losing their they were losing their label deals okay and they just started and frontier started snapping them up cheap and then promoting the shit out of them a lot of these festivals are promoted by frontiers music right so i thought it was put together like that but it wasn't Mm. they were the three guys were at a birthday party for the drummer's son and he was showing him his home studio and he's like hey we should jam one day and there you go. That's how we got. Um, oh man, what's there's another Scott Ian project. I can't remember the name offhand. It was him and and uh, Joey Vera and the guy from Mother Superior. No idea. Anyway, 
Uh, basically, that was that they they hired this band to to play Scott Ian's fifty something fiftieth birthday. Okay, is that the one where his wife is singing? Yes. Okay, I I know I know of it. Daisy Adair. Daisy Adair, his wife. Oh, okay. Meatloaf's daughter. Yeah, I know Meatloaf's daughter. So weird. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so... KXM, fantastic stuff. The only thing I don't like about them is they've never toured. Never played live. Yes. They did great stuff during COVID. Mm-hmm. They did great covers. They did they did uh, recordings together. They're awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. George Lynch, very, to me, underrated guitar. Like underrated and not underrated like people that are in the know know how damn good he is but he because i think because of docking and lynch mob he doesn't get the respect he should have well lynch mob comes with its own thing but that's also his last name no and no, it was no also have the... you ever heard the guys from well it's one guy mm-hmm. from oh man my brain is just not getting band names living color okay uh the guitarist from living color Vernon reed refuses to work with George Lynch. Really? And it's literally, he has every opportunity to change his name. True. And he said, you know what? Fuck him. You know, he wants to name his band Lynch Mob? Fuck him. And like, but it's his name. Fuck that. You know, it's... I think he did change the name of the band recently. Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Lynch Mob's going around anymore. Right. No, it's the mob. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, it puts a bad taste in your mouth when you, when something right. like that is brought up. I completely understand it. Um, the same way, like a lot of these bands. Oh, there's a there's a a, a new a newer metal band. I don't want to say new metal, but band they were called Eskimo Callboy. They're a German band. You would not like them. I've never even heard of them. They because they they didn't even get backlash. They just realized their name was less sensitive than it should be. They changed their name to Electric Callboy. Okay. And they said they took down some previous stuff that mm-hmm. the the lyrical content was a little funky, so they took all that out, and they're still fucking weird as ever. Okay, so they they were like, we can change because it's not a big deal; it's just a yeah. name, and they didn't lose anything. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, a change in the name for the you know to spare some people some annoyance isn't that big of a deal, right? You know, I'm not saying change your name to Flower People. All right, Spinal Tap. God, I hate Spinal Tap so much. <laughs> I'm like the one person who doesn't enjoy Spinal Tap. Uh, I just, it's so cringe on a level that I can't describe. But yeah, Doug Pinnock, another Yamaha guy. Yeah, can do no wrong musically. He's so great. Uh, George Lynch is on Ray Luzier, the current drummer for Korn. Great replacement for uh, Dave Silvera after he left. Um, Doug Pinnock guest vocaling on Dream Theater, always yeah. awesome. Yeah, I did it right that time. Okay, I yeah, just make sure it didn't gentle, lock. <laughs> gentle stuff. No, I think what happened was when the screen locked, it stopped to record. No, it doesn't no? stop okay. when it locks. Thankfully. Okay. You motherfucker! <laughs> I don't get mad often. Mm-hmm. I almost punched my laptop. You just got to go into the settings and turn off the screen. Turn off. The yeah, screen. I know. Yeah, I just. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that I need on everywhere else but here. Got you. And I'm too stupid to remember. <laughs> That's why we got notifications on the last yeah. one. Fuck. And I think I have a Windows update. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it. It's, I, anno- it's annoying me <laughs> because I'm the I'm the jackass that like, oh, my phone's got an update. Got to do it. Oh, my computer's got an update. I got to do it. So I'm just looking. I'm like, I want to hit the button. Have you ever done that where you update something and you realize you update two other things at the same time? You just have to sit there yep. without technology yep. with your dick in your hand wondering what to do with your life? No. 
No, the only time it's happened to me is I'll do the phone. Uh, like I'll be like, oh, okay, what? I'll do the uh, phone update, and then I realize, shit, I have to call. Motherfucker. <laughs> the worst is when. Okay, so I have a tablet. Mm-hmm. I have another tablet, and I have my phone. Are all Samsung? Okay. They update at the same time. Of course. <laughs> so I'm like, where do I? Where do what, I? What, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, back to uh, KXM. KXM. They're amazing. Yeah. If you haven't listened to them, check them out. Oh, absolutely. Great stuff. Three albums? Three albums. Three albums. Uh, one is named Doug. Then, kidding. <laughs> that would have been funny. Name one Doug, Doug one, one George, Ray, one, one, one Ray. Ray. Do Ray Egon. <laughs> <laughs> or it could be Larry, Larry, and Daryl. Oh, Wasn't Larry, Daryl, and Daryl? I'm Larry, yeah, this is Daryl, this is my other brother, yeah. Daryl. Jesus Christ. We are old. Yes. Ugh. Still the best end of a sitcom ever. Yes. Um... Worst names, you just made me think of Jermaine Jackson, his kids, Jermaine and Your Majesty, or George Foreman and all his kids named George. George, Georgette. Georgina. George, Georgette, Georgina, Isn't George. is his wife Georgette? I don't know. You get punched in the head enough times, you start naming all your kids George, apparently. Yeah. He really is looking this up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No, it's not. Oh, more. So maybe there are multiple wives. Like like multiple marriages or polygamy? Multiple marriages. Okay. No, he's not Mormon. No, I don't know religion is his own. Oh, sorry. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't give a fuck. Fuck the Latter-day Saints. <laughs> Mike's not here to stop me. <laughs> fuck him. Gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Uh, we're going to go to the next one. Okay. Thank you. So this is Power no, Station. No, I'm saying thank you for this song. Oh, good. So this is Power Station with Some Like It Hot. Loved it. Power had... Station is that, it's it's something we heard as kids, mm-hmm. especially for our age. And you're like, this is awesome. And you don't realize it's a super group. Yeah. Uh, this is Robert Palmer, simply, simply Irresistible Guy. Time out. Any guys from Duran Duran in it? I'm just trying to remind Two myself. guys from Duran Duran. That's why I was thinking, this reminds me a lot of A View Andy to a Kill. Andy Taylor and John Taylor are both in this. Okay, that's why I was like, this reminds me a lot of A View to a Kill. And amazingly, the... Drummer from Chic, Tony Thompson. Oh shit! On drums, the guy who um, is credited with uh, Nirvana, most of their entire first album is his drum playing because Dave Grohl was just ripping them off left and right. <laughs> all those flam intros, yeah. are all Tony Thompson. Oh shit! He actually says it in an interview with um, Pharrell. He's talking about. It. He goes, "I'm just ripping off uh, Gap Band and oh wow and Chic." And he goes, "You know that whole intro to tell, mm-hmm. Smells Like Teen Spirit." And he plays it. He goes, mm-hmm. "That's just Tony Thompson." He goes, "I I had Tony Thompson over for a barbecue. I said, thank you, man. I've been ripping you off for years." He goes, "I know," <laughs> but it, it's absolutely amazing. This is one of those. I so Robert Palmer's voice is so big, mm-hmm. and this doesn't have as much of that big sound. Yeah, but it has his style. Right. And his flow. And it has Tony Thompson's, his his funk flow and that that subtle mm-hmm. multiple drum sounds going on at the same time. And the Taylor Brothers, just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. It's it's hard to it's hard to even knock this. You can't. It's because it's perfect. If, right. If you played this, like if I went downstairs and played this for my wife, she'd be like, I love this. Yeah. She did. You, I was playing in the car yesterday. You play goes, this for anybody. This. Oh, this is going to sound so horrible anybody of a certain age wait of a certain age do you mean old people or do you mean like people like 30s and up 30s and up okay we'll give you 30s 
30s is pushing it, but okay. let's say late 30s and up. Late 30s and up. They'll be like, yes. That you know, they'll be like, this is good. They remember it was it it, 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 it hits the nostalgia kick. Oh, it tickles right there. Yeah. I love I love Power Station. It's one of those things like I can't believe this existed when I was a kid and I didn't know how awesome it was right. until now. Well, how much music did we not realize how good it was when it was when we were kids compared to now? Oh, hell yeah. You, not, not, I don't mean like compared to modern music, which is a different yeah, We're not doing a comparison. Just the stuff that we were listening, listening to, to as That kids. we didn't realize how good it was. I talk about Mr. Mister mm -hmm. on an almost daily basis with at least one person, if not my wife. I, I nag my wife all day about shit. I'm like, isn't Mr. Mister amazing? She goes, shut up. Yes, it is. <laughs> and they, two hits, yeah. but their first album is just a beginning mm -hmm. to end. It's a treat. I gotta go back and listen to it. I don't think I ever. Welcome did. to the real world is a phenomenal album. Um, Broken Wings and Kyrie are both mm -hmm. on there. It is amazing. And then I thought, okay, they recorded this. It's cool and all. It couldn't be that good live, and it's fucking better. Yeah, I was so mad. You just listen to this and like, how can they be this good all the time? And now I'm gonna complain because uh. <laughs> we're pretty much done talking about Power Station because I'm only gonna kiss their ass. Yeah. We gotta talk about Phantomas. With Omen Avasatani. Okay. I'm not mad that it's it's Phantomas. Okay. I'm mad it's not Rosemary's baby. Okay, I could see that. Just for the love. love. Yeah. yeah. All right, I could see that. I do not like this song in particular. Mm -hmm. The Godfather would have been okay. That one I don't know why that one kinda grates on me. Eh. But Rosemary's Baby would have been... Oh, mm -hmm. by the way, Phantomas put an album out called Director's Cut, which is literally songs from movies. Yeah, I liked uh, Portrait of a Serial Killer. It was all right. It that was... that was a good song. Not many people saw Henry Portrait of a Serial I know, Killer. I know, that's a thing. The lead up to Silence of the Lambs, mm -hmm. the original. Yeah. With uh, Brian, Brian I never Cox. saw it either, but... Really? No. It's not bad. William Peterson, Brian Cox, it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. But it's not, you know... It's not Anthony Hopkins. Right. And it's it's not uh later on you have Ed Edward Norton playing um the FBI agent. Same character, different yeah. movie. Um there there are a few movies where they're all based on these um the Hannibal Lecter character. Yeah. And he's in either in the background or a main character. Right. But but yeah, this this so, song I I have many complaints about Mike Patton and mine here is that it's it's all over the place. But well, also, Phantomas is all over. Wait, wait, you're saying the song is all over the place? This or? specific song, like The Godfather, is all over the place. Well, that's Phantomas is all over the place. But I, I always thought, like, the more cohesive stuff, like um, Rosemary's Baby, it mm -hmm. was more yeah. put together. This was wild. Right. Well, the thing is, the, okay, the Rosemary's Baby more together is the outlier. It's not the normal. Yes, the norm and for that's. Them. That's why I don't love Phantomas. Okay, when I was doing the uh, research, like, you know, whatever, I found a video of them covering a T-Rex song. I can imagine that being good. Eh. Oh, let's talk about the rest of the band, because oh, yeah. just so, shit-talking yeah. shit so Patton. Patton on vocals, keyboards, sound effects. Uh, Trevor Dunn, bass player from Mr. Bungle. Yep. Buzz Osborne of the Melvins on guitar, and Dave Lombardo on drums. drums. I actually saw them on tour for the first album. When um, I want to say it was Bowery Ballroom, it's twenty some odd years ago, so I really don't remember. But 
the way this it, it was set up transatlantic style for the uh, stage drummer side drummer on this side facing this way guitar or bass i don't remember then the other and then Patton facing this way so i was basically sitting between standing between uh Patton's floor tom i mean Patton's lombardo's floor toms looking up the entire set just checking out his balls yes but and there's points in it where the the first album that he's literally sitting there sheet music counting measures that is which I, is something I never thought I would see Lombardo doing, especially Slayer is not like was never the tightest band. No. So you wouldn't you, you know what I mean? You wouldn't expect them. But I honestly to be... don't think he was the reason they weren't the tightest band. True. But at that point, I never it never registered. You know what I mean? But this yeah. is also after he was out of Slayer already had done Grip Inc. And, and whatever Which I else. did not like Grip Inc. Me, I, I saw them at Limelight mm. in like 95 or 96 fuck we're old yeah i know. I love saying it i know it's yeah, fucking mean i know um but um yeah it was like just freaking like musically fantastic but lombardo wasn't the first pick for drums who was igor cavalera i can un i can i could see it i could see that and he was like ah, i'm not really into it but go, go but give dave a call and there you go give dave a call is that a is that a thing amongst drummers give dave a call he'll probably do it because that's 90% of the bands I've joined have been, eh, give Dave a call. A lot, a lot of bands I joined was give Mike a call. <laughs> it's the worst when you mm -hmm. just, yeah, Dave will do it. Yeah, and then it's I, true. I remember one time I had one guy, he's like, oh, come play my band. I was like, hey, I'm not really not into it. And he got, I don't want to say who, got pissed at me. Nobody, no one you know. But it was just like, I was like, well, okay, dude, I just don't feel like doing this fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've backed out nicely back mm -hmm. out of stuff like yeah i'm not i'm not really feeling it yeah. oh is it too much for you no it's not a matter of too much or too little it's just i you, i gotta want to do it and it's yeah. my entire musical career has been going well it's either something i'm into or something i'm not so i'm either going to do it or not do it yeah and if i'm not into it i'm not into it i've never been into phantom boss and that's oh uh -huh. that's been a a thing yes. like that one song has been cool with me mm -hmm. but and, in general, uh, it didn't sit. It never sat well with me. Yeah, I liked how they did the concept album thing on the different albums. Yeah. The first one was like supposed to be like a comic book done in music. The second one was movie covers. And the third one, like I didn't realize this till after the fact, it was one track. It was like an hour and change long, one track. And it was supposed, but it was too atmospheric, whatever. I only listened to it a couple of times. It went on the shelf and then disappeared and moves kind of thing. Actually, I think when I just cleared out a lot of my CDs, it, I didn't even bother keeping it kind of thing. And it was supposed to be a surgery without anesthesia. Oh. Yeah. But I got to tell you, it was a really freaky thing because at one point my headphones died. So I only had the uh, my old um, isolation headphones, like the old Vic Firth ones uh -huh. with the curly cable that I ended up giving to Leo. Oh, God. And I'm walking down the street, so I'm not hearing anything. I'm just hearing this and my own breathing. Because, you know, when you have like, yeah, the, yeah it was really freaking weird. That's, that's to me, that's that that feeling yeah. of hearing your own breathing and whatever you're listening to yeah. is pure claustrophobia to me. Yeah. But I'm walking down like 30-something yeah, Avenue in Astoria. I say, you can be in a wide open space <laughs> yeah. and feel claustrophobic. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, To jump back to something else, you talk mm -hmm. about losing CDs in a move. Yeah. I have one CD I know I didn't lose in a move. I have Simti signed from that show at the Wetlands. Nice. I and and it's signed by everyone but Portnoy. Oh man, because he was sick. Th that's right. No, Wait, no, no. He was Stolt was sick. Stolt was sick. Portnoy was the next show I saw Dream Theater at. He 
played until he vomited. Yeah, he ended up in the hospital, going yeah. to the emergency room after. That was uh, the scenes from New York. Yep. God, that was such mm-hmm. a long time ago. 22 years, I want to say. Oh, fuck you. 20, no. 23. Yeah, that was like 2000. 2000, yeah. Yeah, because that came out in 2001. Yep. Fuck, we're old. <sighs> Fucking crazy. Yeah, because they, they did the tour, whatever, and then I remember I went to see them for Six Degrees in 2002. Fucking crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. At least I saw them the first night, so I didn't have to sit, sit through them doing Master of Puppets. I, I I saw them with Master of Puppets. It was great. I don't care. They could have done another album that I love. It doesn't matter. If I'm you just don't go love see Master Dream, of Puppets. No. If oh. I'm going to go see Dream Theater, I want to see them playing Dream Theater. Okay. Like, Or if they throw a cover in, fine, but to do the half entire a album. night... Yeah, it's like okay. I went to go see we like we went to go see Yellow Matter Custard. We know they're doing Beatles stuff yeah. all night. We know what we're going into. Yeah, you get yeah. You, you know, it's not like you're gonna go see them and then like oh, okay, well guys, we're gonna do a T Rex set tonight. I'm like, I love T Rex, but I want if I want to see T Rex, I'll go see T Rex or a T Rex cover band. Okay, I was like, I was like, uh, Mark Bowen yeah, I know, died I know. in '77. <laughs> I know. Anyway, you know who killed him? No. Who? No, I don't know. Oh. I forget her name. It was she was actually his girlfriend. It was a car accident. Uh, she was the original singer for Tainted Love. Jody Sunderland. I don't. Think I'm kidding. I made oh. up a name. I literally made up a name. I was gonna. I was gonna say Timmy Turner. I can't use yeah. Timmy Turner with this. Tamina. Tamina. Tamina Turner. No, it sounds too like Tina Turner. Was it Tina Turner? No, it wasn't June Child. Now this is just gonna annoy me. He's literally looking up yeah. who murdered Mark Boland. Not murdered, but it was in uh, Gloria Jones. Gloria, fuck Gloria Jones, fuck. Eh. Yeah, she was a good singer. Well, yeah, but still she, is a good singer. I think she's still around. Is she she survived and killed yeah. him. It was a Mini Cooper. That's why. Fuck Mini Coopers. Yep, they're not going to support us. They barely. <laughs> I can barely fit in one. I said, not true. I can get in a Mini Cooper just fine. But do you remember yeah. when we used to go to Roxy? Yeah, the random uh... the random zip car rentals. Yeah. The one time I got a Mini Cooper Clubman, vaguely, it fit. I I had to I had to wedge my base in the back because it didn't fit in the trunk, mm-hmm. and then even then it still kind of didn't fit. Yeah. Then we had to drive Leo home, and he had his stuff in the back with my base over him. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, that was a great time. Usually it was a Nissan Sentra I'd rent, mm-hmm. and that was decent size. And the one time it was a random like Mercedes or BMW. I was just like, what the. F- fuck happened he's like they gave it to me i got to the lot and i went to open my car and it opened mm-hmm. and it was out of gas yeah like dead and i called zip car and they're like oh yeah we'll just put you in another car and they go listen for the horn mm-hmm. and it horns and i go i go that's a mercedes they go yeah we upgraded i'm like okay, okay. i'm not gonna say and no i did not enjoy that car at all really did not okay rear wheel drive mm. all it's, right. it's a very different way of driving yeah. anyway so back yeah, to Phantomas, back to the music. Back to Phantomas. I'm not a fan. Um, I'm they're, not a... they're an acquired taste. Yeah, so same with Mr. Bungle. Yeah, but, you know, I think the reason I enjoyed Phantomas was more Lombardo than I get anybody that. else. Yeah, I get that. The fact that he was doing something different. Was he doing thrash drumming? Yes. But he was doing something outside of his wheelhouse, something different. Like, have you heard his solo album that came out? Uh, no. I want to say within the last six months. Did not. It's like, I, I've only literally listened to one song, <laughs> but it's all like, like Afro-Cuban drumming. It's like, it's not like, yes, there is some thrash influence on it. There's some heavy drumming. I See, I go but, the other way with that. I think all thrash music has 
a little bit of Afro-Cuban drumming in it. Yeah, but it's more... You get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, but you know what I mean. It's more, uh, I guess, I, I, I really don't see it, though. Say, say ethnic. I know you, I feel no, you saying I, the word No, ethnic. I don't want to say ethnic, but it's just, it's not, no, but I was, it's more traditional drums. It's not like he's doing more with like, with like, uh, like hand drums and stuff like that versus okay. a drum kit. Okay. I can go with that. I'd, I got to check it out. Yeah. Either way, I got to check it out because it's something new. Mm-hmm. And he's never gone wrong. He's never gone wrong in my book. No. I'm not a fan of Grip Ink, but I'm but, not going to knock it. Phantomas is Phantomas. Is, yeah, like I said, it's an acquired taste. Is it something that I listen to on a regular basis? No. But every now and then I'll pop it on. I'll have a giggle. And that's for me, that's We Built the City by Starship. Yeah, yeah right. It's not It's not We Built the City. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, no, it's usually that comes on on here. And then in my the brain, brain is the, the other cover. version plays. Yeah. And then I can't play it out loud because my son's usually in the back seat. Mm-hmm. I just turn to my wife and she goes, stop it. Yeah, that or we'll be uh, we'll all be playing GTA and the song comes on and uh, there you go. I start howling yes. for no reason. And then I have to explain to other people why I'm laughing. Yes. And then they don't believe me and then I send links. Yes. So this has been the super groups mm-hmm. and uh, we need to get some people on the outro. Alrighty. So this will be out after so the following week. So Luigi will have played his show with the Weege. Check them out on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Fall uh, of the Albatross would have uh, played their show. Check them out on Bandcamp also. Yes. Um, Asus. Uh, you can check them out on YouTube. Uh, Joe's been writing new material. He's working on new stuff. He's been doing a lot of the video work too, which is also why stuff somewhat works here. Because he's giving me pointers. I will not uh, blame him for my terrible playing. <laughs> but uh, my terrible work here has been uh, mostly my own concoction. But I'm still working on it. Um, John from Unwork, uh, Unworked Apparel. We haven't uh, listed him. Oh, yeah. We didn't get him on the last one. I will mm-hmm. probably put a sign up for him. Mm-hmm. Um, get your shirts from him. Get designs made. You know, whatever you need. He's awesome. He's another one that I got to pick up the phone and freaking Yeah, you got to pick up the phone days. and phone. I'm just freaking shit with it. Yeah, and since you're not on social, you can't really grab him. He's easiest to grab yeah. on uh, Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him, Unworked Apparel on Instagram is the easiest way to, to find him. Um, get in contact, his Facebook message, same way. He works with you on design, styles, whatever you need. And uh, for our stuff, Mike, this it, not this Mike, our other standard... The, the regular Focus. Mike who's uh, hiding in the bushes staring at t- Taylor Swift right about now. I hope he's just looking at a random blonde white woman. Yeah, and... Um, completely wrong. Uh, you just He's uh, Nugs29 on uh, Instagram. And I am Basher.exe. Uh, we have Hit the Stage Podcast on Instagram. We have Hit the Stage Podcast at gmail.com. We have Hit the Stage Podcast.com. On YouTube, we are Mike and Dave Hit the Stage. Um, yeah, we're not changing that anytime soon. We're still trying to figure it out. Um, so for now, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And, uh, Hale Halford. Hale Halford. And Robert Palmer. Yeah, why not? He deserves it. Take care, guys. Later. Later.